Hi, this is Caris. And this is Charmaine. And welcome back to part two of our New Year's episode on habits and identities. We hope you're having a great year so far, but if you're not, we think this episode is really going to help you. Yep. So part two, here it is. PC, moving on, we talked about like pace setting for the year, yeah. especially like in passing your message. I think the whole idea about like don't let anyone kind of rush you into doing something that mm. you don't want to mm. do and you just get very distracted. But also don't let anything or anyone hold you back from the things that you should be doing and the person that you should be becoming. Mm. I'm just wondering like what are some helpful pace setters that we need to have? <laughs> okay, so we have a question. You need to hear the voice of God. Mm. Or, or, or just sense the presence of God mm. in whatever you're doing. Because again, the voice of God looks different in different times in our life. Yeah. So God is always an important pace setter to yep. me. Mm. I'm always trying to sense where God is moving, whether He's slowing down, whether He's speeding mm. up. Um, I'm always trying to make sure that the voice that I'm listening to is not anxiety versus its intuition that's quieter mm. and calmer. Mm. Um, I think when you're in a community, the people around you also are important pace mm. setters. Yeah. And hopefully there's a sense of respect where we take turns and it's okay if some of us are not going to be running that particular event that day. Mm. Yeah. And we're on the bench for mm. a period of time. Uh, some of us get injured in the process as a team and we mm. need to take a back step. And that is really okay as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, but the key thing I think is you got to be not in your own echo chamber and kind of in isolation because you can't pace set in isolation. You can't pace set in isolation of God. You cannot pace set in isolation (laughs) of people who love you around you. Yeah. Mm. But I was just wondering, it's like tricky, right? Because we want to, like one of the pace setters that we should kind of invite into our life is like voices of our community, people that we trust. So how do we like manage Uh, that? Like... Uh, you know, there's no perfect answer. Eh. You know Proverbs, you see, even the Bible is super awesome. You know, the Proverbs has that verse that says, safety dwells in the presence of many counsellors. Yes, then there's true. another verse, don't know how many chapters later, like confusion dwells in the presence of too many counsellors. Yeah. So it's that tension that we constantly yeah. flex yeah. between, yeah. right? Yes. But I will say, you must learn to know which voices don't matter. Mm-hmm. So now, again, this works differently for different people. Mm. You know this about me. I'm quite an anxious personality. So I really do go through seasons where I'm off my social media. I mute other people that I don't need to listen to mm. because they are... It, it makes me wonder, should I? Should I not? Like, am I doing my job as a leader? <laughs> yeah. And there are just certain periods where it's too anxious and I know, okay, I'm anxious. I need to stay away from too many voices. And who mm. are the voices that matter? I go, oh, my team. Mm. And even in our team, we know who's more anxious and cautious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we know who's more secure and more confident. And you need yeah. to have a good balance of those voices in your mm-hmm. life, depending on how you're doing that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I think it can be very practical. La. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah, actually I was thinking like, PC, because you were saying like, to be very aware, like what voices are really important in your life. And those are like, it, it varies from people to people. And those are the same things that kind of co- helps you to be focused, mm. not to be distracted with like comparison. Mm. Because you know like that really will um, tip yeah. you off, like make you very anxious or very worried. 
Mm. Yeah, because some voices really don't matter in our lives, guys. Mm. Um, and then, okay, I think the other factor for Singaporeans, the tough thing is the voice of our family. When does it matter? Yeah. Mm. Because we have very strong filial ties to our family, right? But there are sometimes what our family has to say is just not helpful. Mm. And, and I think the more self-awareness you develop as a person, where your anxiety comes from, and also where people's anxiety is coming yeah. from, then you know, okay, oh, in this moment, this person is too anxious. They're not going to be a good source of rational information mm. to me to, to, to figure out what to do with my life. Mm. Yeah. But then there are other times where they're in a calm state and, and, and our parents' experience is very helpful mm. because they have perspective on life. They, they are pragmatic. Their generation comes with more pragmatism as compared to too much idealism in millennials, mm. for example. Yeah. Or Gen Z comes with a different perspective as well that we can listen to. So... So I think it's a matter of building greater self-awareness and and that and social awareness of mm. like what's going on right now and mm. what what frequencies are going on like is there a degree of anxiety or is there a calmness like and yeah. deciding okay which voices should I tune into for this moment. Mm. Yeah. You see actually is healthy competition good yes. <laughs> or it varies for people. I, yeah, I do think it varies for people. Like, but I think generally healthy competition... Well, in a team that is respectful and secure, it's good. Because if we're too copacetic, right? If we're too homogeneous, then there's no creative... Well, who is it? Who's the guy I listen to? The Herding Tigers? Uh, Alamak. Pop, pop someone. We will fact check that later. Herding yeah. <laughs> Tigers pop, guy uh, that we, the creatives have been reading. Uh, yes, Tor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Todd Henry, yes. Okay. So he has this phrase like creative conflict. Which some people don't like the phrase. <laughs> but I feel that for us it's, it's a good one because yeah. we we've been very homogeneous. We like we don't like quarrel, no drama, please, 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 please. No drama, no quarrel. Like mm. we don't like it in our team. I don't like it. I'm very confrontational adverse. But but I think it was a helpful phrase for our yeah. team that we need to have more creative conflict to create new ideas and mm. solutions. Um, but maybe the better phrase now would be we need some healthy. Well, not healthy. Maybe we need healthy competition with other people. Are not, <laughs> not like among us. Yeah, as long as it's not mean-spirited and nasty yeah. and anxious and yeah. insecure, I feel yeah. it's okay. Because some people thrive in competition. Mm, like Sheng Li. Mm. Kai, vintage Kai. Yes, vintage Kai tries. When he sees yeah. like new vintage stores pop out, he's like, wow, cool. Something yeah. to learn. Let's fight. Let's see if we can outdo each yeah. other. Like, And it's not nasty. He's not trying to be insecure. Yeah. Mm. So it motivates him. But but I think people like me, right, when I go into creative mode, I need to stay away from anybody who is writing the same thing or thinking the same thing because mm. I start to get influenced by them. So sometimes I go in the bubble. Sometimes even though I love certain leaders, I don't want to listen to what they're saying because it will affect what my voice has to say. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I think again, varies. Yeah. 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 See, actually I want to talk about that is like, um, like role models mm. and the point of references. So like, for someone like who is starting from like nothing, yeah. So usually we take a point of reference from yeah. someone who has mm. succeeded before, and then yeah. we want to kind of like follow the same steps so that we kind of like minimize risk, or like yes. you know we <laughs> we don't mistakes. yeah we don't make mm. too much mistakes that kind yeah. of thing. Feel like is it important to have those role oh, models? Yeah. And I think it will cause us to feel more uh, not to hinder our like um, daring to try new things yeah. or mm. figure ourselves out in the midst. Yeah. Yeah, but again, everyone has different thresholds, you see. I think everyone has a different threshold of um, security. Mm. Um, we flourish 
under a certain flex of 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 uh, of uh, factors of like imitation. I think the key thing is just when we follow a role model, you're called to imitate, not become an imitation. Mm. Now there will be periods I feel depending on your personality where you will be an imitation for a while. Mm. In order to get to who you really are. Yeah. Um, but be very careful. So I think especially for youth, right? I think one of the bad things that's happening with social media is... I, we, we've been teaching our people, right? Learn from and punch above your weight class. Mm. Yeah. But then it's very important that you pick who you are learning from and punching above your weight class. Because mm, I feel we yeah. spend a lot of time learning from people that are, are mediocre. Mm. Yeah. Now, there, there is... Okay, so for example, if I, I will never learn from someone who's mediocre. I want to find someone who's ahead of me. Okay, I want, there are people that I really want. I hero worship and they are amazing. They are the goal. Mm. One day I want to be you. Yeah. And they are up there. But sometimes I need something nearer my weight class to figure out what's the next step. Because mm. they're too far up there already. Okay. I, I can't yeah. hit there, mm. you know. Yeah. I need to grow a certain vocabulary before I can run with giants. Yeah. Yeah. But I think... In this space, we have to be very, very careful how we pick the weight class just above us. Because yeah. I think what happens with a lot of youth, right? They just pick, oh, the next person that has 2 point something K followers. Or the mm. next person has 3 point K. Yeah. Or they go and follow every... I realized this because I started learning, wanting to learn more about social justice and so I follow more accounts. And then I, by making a point to every now, every few weeks to cull my social media feed, who is worth following and who mm. is not. Yeah. Because you start to re realize that, oh, some of these accounts have a lot of following, uh, but they're pop psychology. <laughs> yeah. And I'm reading and stuff, it makes sense because it resonates, right? It makes you feel better. So, yeah. oh yeah, I have all these markers. <laughs> that I'm, like, I'm depressed, I'm anxious. And I have like, I have issues. Yeah. Like, and then you feel better. But then you start to go, hey, wait, but this is pop yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. psychology. And then you start to go find other things like, oh, this mm. is from a PhD. Mm. This is from a real expert. Mm. They might have a lower following, but they're actually putting out really sound advice yeah. Yeah. versus just telling me what I want to hear about myself. Yeah. So you got to be very careful when we say punch above a weight class, who is it that you're actually learning from? Yeah. I get, mm. I, and if you don't think about it, right? You just... Just, oh, all my friends are following, let's just follow, you know? And then, yeah. you, and then you think, oh, it's credible because that's how Gen Z reviews wow, life, yeah. right? Mm. They follow how many of their friends reviewed this particular account. Mm. But what if your friends are on your level and mm. they are assessing the world on your level, then you're actually not growing. Mm. You're just getting reinforced. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. So, talking about... Um, the voice of the... God has... <laughs> 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 talking about, about choosing a weight class or, or even... Um, who to follow, right? How mm. do we, because we humans have certain biasness, every one of us different. And what looks um, good to, to us might be just an illusion. So how do we separate this biasness in order to, to pick who we should follow? Uh, or? Well, you got to put in the work of, of learning self-aware skills, mm. I feel. Mm. And constantly evaluating, asking good questions. I don't mean evaluate to the point where you deconstruct yourself and you feel yeah. bad about mm -hmm. yourself. But I, like being able to just, maybe what Regina says is very helpful here, right? The what question is very important. Like, what's really going on with me and what am I leaning into and why am I leaning into it and what mm -hmm. do I need to change? But I think the other thing is also, it really helps because we're talking about social media now, but 
let's switch it now to it's so important to have community. Because if you other more mature people around you or friends around you who are growing and wanting to personally develop, they'll go, hey, dude, this is a very strong, like, weird perception that you have about life. And like, mm. and they will disagree with you. And they go like, mm, this account is also great and this is why. So you will have checks and balances in your life. But I think the problem is right now, everybody thinks they're growing personally because they follow a certain Instagram account. Mm. Now that can grow you a little bit by giving you new information. Mm. But nothing grows you the way good relationships do. Mm. So I think you need good <laughs> relationships to check and balance you, to rethink your perspective, to push back against your echo chamber. To Yeah, so you just got to be constantly aware of that lah, and mix it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. In fact, for me right now, I would purposely add diversity to my life. Because the danger for me in being in this church is I'm the leader. Right? Whatever I say goes, right? And it's so important then for me to have friends that call me on my crap. It's so important to have friends who are ahead of me in certain areas because they can push back on how I'm growing in certain areas. It's so important for me to have mentors that are different. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes it's so important also for me to go and listen to alternative, marginalized communities that are not in my immediate vicinity because I don't know what I don't know. Mm. Yeah. So I just think I try to keep some diversity in my life always. But again, depends how I'm doing that during that period. If really right now in my life, there's too many changes going on. And I'm really stressed out, right? Then that's not the time to add 20 voices. There's time to add maybe a few that can help mm. you take it at your pace. Mm. So that is a question, right? Yeah, because just work. Um, <laughs> about work, yeah. <laughs> because I think this period, like a lot of the YAs, like working adults, um, the working from home become working from hell. <laughs> 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 With, because uh, of their family or because of uh, their bosses? Whether it's family or because uh, their children also um, studying from home, uh, like home-based tough. learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of the expectation from their bosses, um, from I think at the start of Circuit Breaker until even recent, um, they find it difficult to communicate because the pace is like very different on where they want to go or the expectation mm-hmm. as well. So, Pizia, how would you advise like the YAs now working adults? Like, how do they communicate <laughs> when there's a oh. difference in in their pace versus their bosses' pace? This is like a question over. One day we need to do a podcast about this, right? How to deal with difficult leaders and bosses? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a constant question. All the young adults always yeah. come to me with this problem, right? Um, and then last year it's been exacerbated. Because the bosses are under stress, then economically it's challenging. So some managers and mm. bosses are taking two jobs as one person. Mm. And then they don't know how to carry their own stress. So you start to realize, well, there are a lot of people out there that carry managerial titles and leadership titles that are not leaders at heart. Mm. And are not managers and have mm. no coping mechanisms and have no self-awareness. And so they just throw everything down. Then mm. the worst is when you get like at every level from the CEO to the manager to the <laughs> workers all have no self-awareness. Then they're just all fighting. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, I think let's just be realistic here. Okay. If you are in a very abusive environment, the truth of and you are low cock in the machine, you can't do a lot to change. 
the machine. Mm. Depending on the size, depending on everything, bureaucracy, blah, blah, blah. if it's smaller, maybe. But you can't do a lot to change if you're low. Mm. Then the only way I could go, if you really, your threshold really cannot take it already, then you need to find a new environment that is less abusive. Mm. But when you do, again, you must evaluate because actually, when YAs come to me and I ask questions, a lot of times what they think is creating unhappiness for them is not actually the thing that's creating unhappiness. So they need to know, is it because I don't have close friends? Mm. Maybe there are someone who needs close colleagues. Mm. Or maybe there are someone who, I, actually the colleagues don't matter. Mm. Like normal Kennedy, I need a boss that really yeah. cares. You have to identify what is it that's really bothering you. Mm. Yeah. And then decide... Can it change? Can it not change? And if it cannot change, then you have to find a new environment with those characteristics. Mm. Okay? But if you have some power and your boss is not bad, they're just stressed, then there, are, there is a right way and a right time to communicate with authority mm. your needs. Mm. But don't be this self-absorbed individual, right? Where you think it's all about your needs. Because again, to me, again, I believe in the principle of synergy. I think mm. that's the best way to live life. And that is, you have certain needs where your boss also has certain needs. Mm. Yeah. You have certain stresses where your boss has also other stresses. You see, a lot of the fight happens from, from mismatched expectations. Mm. People don't realize what kind of factors leaders have to deal with and the big picture and the money problems. They're only thinking of like, oh, I'm very stressed about the paperwork mm. that I'm doing. Mm. But then bosses also can be very disconnected where they think, oh, they're supposed to be able to do that thing. What? Then mm. they don't know what the job is until they go down and they realize, oh, it's really hard mm. and I'm having unrealistic demands. Mm. So ideally, you have a good boss who's self-aware and respectful and, and is a joy to work with. Mm. Um, and by joy, I don't mean anything goes. Because sometimes, I like even for me, right, I'm, I'm a highly driven person. You need to accept that when you come into my team. Mm. I want to be a joy as a leader, but you have to know that you have to be high, high capacity when you come on board my team. Yeah. Yeah. So, so ideally, it's a synergistic thing where both are respecting each other. Mm. But if not, you've got to figure out practical ways how to deal with your life. Mm. Yeah. I think that's so, so true. I think... COVID has like, amplified the whole mm. situation. I think yeah. like, some of my friends who are unhappy, yeah. now they are like disliking their work and their work environment. Yeah, but, but they're stuck. I think yeah. you also must ask, Lord, is this a passing thing? Mm. Is this going to be a passing pressure? No, no again, uh, let me say, I don't think COVID has created mm. inequality or bad things at work. I think it's revealing... Yeah. Mm. deficiencies at work more than it is creating but there is a factor where once uncertainty passes it might go back to a threshold of stress that you can handle mm. and you don't want to reactively destroy your life like just quit the job and then you have no job waiting for you down you, before because right mm. now the economy is bad right you don't want to just quit a job without without the security knowing that there's a job down the line because mm. we're in the second year Jobs are getting lost and we don't know how fast the economy is going to recover. So you also mm. got to be, cannot be too idealistic in your demands of, you need to lower your expectations mm. under crisis. Yeah. It's like, is that a millennial problem? <laughs> yes, yes, I think yes. it's a millennium. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, Gen Z is more flexi, yeah, I feel. Gen Z has different reactors to stressors. They explode yeah. on Instagram. I met one of them. Oh. But they still show up to work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because they're practical, I like, really earn a living. <laughs> I, I, I mess up there and say, yeah. okay, no job, I'm going to be a grab driver. 
Quit. Yeah, they'll just like <laughs> make ends yeah, meet all yes. literally. Yeah. yeah, but then some of them explode on social media la. Mm. They start scolding each other on social media. It's their <laughs> outlook of rage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Throwing shade. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, please, we're talking about like teams and friends and all that. But uh, mm. like, it's important to have teams and friends mm-hmm. um, to keep us in check. But this also like sometimes when we know um, they might not give the best no pace setter you want to be the best pace setter or give the correct advice like do we know when when should we know how to say like no or like is it something that we have to change to adapt to like the what they said yeah busy. are we talking about leader here or people in the team I think people in the team like let's say we are working in a team and then yeah. setting a certain pace yeah. oh I think it depends on the team it depends on the maturity of the team. It depends on the age of the team. It depends on the relationships between one another and the team. Um, yeah, it's well, it, there's too many factors here. I, I think, um, but I do think the important thing is you have to have uncom- like uncomfortable conversations. So let's say it's our team, okay? Mm. Then I think usually the hindrance is we don't, our team really doesn't like confrontation very much, I yeah. realize, right? So the uncomfortable thing is saying like, dude, I need you to be more reliable. <laughs> like, can you faster? Or like, uh, dude, I cannot keep up with your pace right now. I've got a lot of things going on. Could you slow it down? Like, those are the uncomfortable mm. conversations at our level. Yeah. But on the lower level, right? Like, when you're dealing with youth and stuff, it's a little trickier. Because there are questions you got to ask the leader. Is it a competency problem? That means they just really cannot accomplish it because they don't have the skill set or the vocabulary. Mm. Then the other difficult question as a leader you ask is like, is it because I'm not trusting them enough? Mm. Or am I trusting the wrong people? Yeah. Yeah, so there's just too many factors, I feel. Yeah, yeah depending on level and maturity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you asking for us? Are you talking about me? We'll BTS the fight later. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the creative conflict. We're trying to have like healthy. Yeah. Healthy grading okay, conversations. <laughs> yeah. Back to the thought. We talk about like not letting anyone rushing us into something that we don't want to and not let anything holding us back from what we should be doing. So how do we uh, know that um if we are not doing it, it's because that we are lazy or <laughs> we are not ready to. Oh my god, easy. I'm wondering how we look on the YouTube right now. I feel like we're looking at the sky trying to listen to the <laughs> sound coming out. Okay. Um, you know, Christine had a very funny answer. Oh. Quick back about this. Like, later you're going to answer. It's really quite funny. <laughs> she was quite sarcastic. Yes. But no, I understand what you're saying. Um, have I said this already, the procrastination thing? In this conversation? No, not yet. No. Okay. Because I'm talking to you and you're creative, right? Mm. I think for creatives, there is actually really a place for creative procrastination. Mm. So I think really, procrastination is not necessarily a dirty word. You got to find out what's really going on when you procrastinate. Because Mm. it actually could be process. Mm. So sometimes when we procrastinate, the bad kind is because we are afraid to fail. Mm. we're afraid that we don't have what it takes. That's stalling, avoiding. That's different. That mm. one you got to work it through. It's an it's a insecurity issue. Mm. Yeah. 
But, and, and sometimes it's a mixed up thing, okay? But the other thing is, sometimes artists, we do need procrastination. We need distraction in order to develop an idea. Mm. So, mm. I always say this to the preachers in our church. The funny thing with me is that, actually sometimes when I get stuck on a sermon, I need to go and watch TV. Mm. But I need to watch TV that I don't get sometimes maybe too absorbed into until I forget that I've got a message to be there. <laughs> mm. No, because actually what I'm watching, right, my mind is solving a problem. And then recently, because yeah. I'm older also, right, I actually need more rest than I used to need as a youth. There are sometimes I get stuck at 2 a.m. On, on a sermon. And, and now, last time I used to panic. But now I know, okay, it's time to go to bed. Mm. And I go to bed and actually my brain solves the problem while I'm in bed and I wake up and I know what I need to write down. Mm. I just make sure I have my phone with me to quickly jot down the thought before it disappears. Mm. And I get up and I write because I, I know myself and my process a little bit better now. So I feel that you got to figure out where is it and sometimes it's both at the same time happening. Yeah. Especially mm. for creative things because it's very personal. Mm. Yeah. But I don't necessarily think procrastination is always a bad thing if it's actually a process. But if you're doing it because you're just lazy, then you're just lazy lah. <laughs> yeah, that's like a whole other thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you're like too lazy, like don't tell me like, yeah. So, but, but, but for a lot of creatives, I found this is actually the thing and a lot of leaders, like they yeah. get so afraid that I'm not being productive. They freak out about rest and they freak out about slowing down mm. because they're leaders, they want to accomplish things. But I, I go, no, it's okay. It's okay to have rest. It's okay to, to have fun. In fact, it's important to have fun. If you don't have fun and you don't mm. enjoy, actually, it will eventually kill the creative process. Mm. Or the creative you. That's the worst. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I've had that happen to me. So, so, I think really, the best thing in life is Odelia, everybody. Like, if we could find a way to work and play all the time, that mm. would be the best. Yeah. 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 So, I was just thinking like, that... that it's really what I'm going through right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, for the whole start of January, I was like, I'm so bored. Like, like I need to be productive. But then I just realized maybe I should just procrastinate. <laughs> in a healthy way, in a healthy way. Oh my god, you're the youth leader. It makes me a bit nervous when you leader since then a youth listen. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but Evan is like super. Like when I'm working with him on like youth Instagram, right? I always feel like very pressured to like, oh my god, we need to post something. Because Erin will be like, why are we not posting? Like, but then I realize like sometimes like just need yeah. to let it because when you like kind of force it, right? The things that come out is like yeah, not it's even not nice. Green, and, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like so that's one of the things, right? I said to the PR team, I don't want you to follow the Instagram rules of like, wow, Thursday between <laughs> 11 to 12 p.m. <laughs> you know, the the, the, the rush, yeah. the mad rush yeah. of posting things. Because I'd rather our church post up. I, okay, I, I do think there needs to be structure. Mm-hmm. Because, because sometimes without structure, we get lazy. Or sometimes structure actually helps us to have a deadline to percolate an idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think deadlines are actually important to procrastination. I usually think artists do this, right? They want to write, then they don't write, they procrastinate. Then the night before, boom, it comes out. <laughs> because there's a deadline. But if there's no deadline, it never comes out. Yeah. So there's a place for structure. But I don't want to chase the, chase the social media anxiety of like, what well, every day we must post something. Every Thursday at a certain time, we must post to get the most engagement. Mm. I'd rather we post quality mm. than we post quantity. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, it's okay to procrastinate. You're not a lazy person. I yeah, trust you. Yeah. So I would say always listen to your leaders because something yeah. that helps, right? You're not being unproductive. You, like just yeah. But if you're feeling bored, you should ask yourself why. Creative is very important. Mm. Boredom is our, the killer of our life. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Yes. So with that, um, Pastor, I want to move on to the last part, which is I want to talk about habit stacking. Mm. <laughs> okay. Like to start off with Pastor, what are some habits you are stacking this year? Uh, uh, like I said, so this will assure some of you, I haven't had enough time to figure it out mm. yet. Mm. Um, I don't think I will have much time to figure it out until our church goes to break yeah. in February because right now I'm just making sure all the structures are in place for our people to be okay and for church to be okay. Um, I'm not in a hurry to force mm. it out. Yeah. yeah, so it'll probably come out pretty late for me. But I do have some large ideas which is... Um, I, like, I think I'm it just now. I, I'm trying to make room in my life, in my schedule, to be more of an artist. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we're doing is Uncommon Humanity is actually going, is one of those things. Um, but it does actually take up quite a lot of research and thinking sometimes. Mm -hmm. Certain episodes, huh? Yes. Yeah. Um, but I also want to do, get back to writing. Um, so in order to do that, I have to do other things first. Mm -hmm. So I have more, I have actually more KPI goals about those mm -hmm. things, but they're leading up to the identity goal, which is I want to be artist and creative besides just being a pastor. Mm. So so I'm still figuring out. Lah. Yeah. I don't know, what were you guys? Because I'm thinking about the habit stacking, right? So it's mm. like having little habits and stack a lot. Like. So I think something helpful about habit stacking is that there's always uh, there's this habit that I always keep. It's like never go two days without exercise. Oh, so it's wow. like very it's like very simple because like I, if I miss one day, I'll like, okay, this day, today I must die, die, exercise. That's such a revelation <laughs> of a different way to set a habit. Yeah. Mm. But it, it's according to your personality, yeah. you are, right? Yeah. yeah, like, I have to, like, I need to, Monday, Wednesday, like, yeah. I need structure and rhythm, yeah. but yours is like, oh, I just need alternate day. Like, yeah. okay, cool. So I just, but, but then it's, there's like a leeway, like, I can miss one day. Like, it's not oh, like... Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, but I think my habits also is like... Um, Actually, I categorize it. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, oh. I wrote down like for fitness is that thing. Then uh, for my own business is like I need to post at least bi-weekly. Okay. Yeah, okay. and then like um, for creative-wise is to like give, like really give like 100% in every thing. Like mm. not give quality stuff and like mm. not like half-hearted mm. that kind. Yep, then spiritual with maybe it's like I haven't figured it out yet, but it's like growing intuition. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, but it's also very sanguine. <laughs> they manage multiple yes. categories of things at the same time. I find that very tough. I have to go like one or two things at a time. I can't do more than that. I go mm. a bit mad. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's cool. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. During like media detox, we had this uh, the end of last year, we like decided to do something about media detox and then Within that few weeks, we, we set something that we want to try. Which I think I wrote down, like, I want to try bike commuting. Meaning, bicycle. <laughs> oh, okay. So oh. From that day onwards, so I, I told myself, okay, the first week, uh, I'm going to be motivated. Okay, I'm just going to do it every day. So to work, I cycle to work and then back home. Then it became hard after that. But I realised, like, once I do it, I just have to do it. If not, um, one of the motivations I had was that I, I want to save money. 
<laughs> one bus trip is like a dollar plus and all that. And I come back, right? So one a day itself, I can save two dollars. And a week itself, I save ten dollars, right? So like I can treat myself to like a, a uh, nice cup of coffee. That's a very important point, you know, to habit stacking or habit, any habit building, right? You need to figure out what motivates you. Mm. No, because monetary savings don't motivate me very much. Because time savings motivates me mm. a lot. Um, capacity to do more of what I want to do motivates me. That's why I exercise. Mm. It's not because I, I, I yeah, it's it's because of that. Like, and for you, it's I say money, you know, like mm. yeah. So you gotta find a motivator. Like habits need a motivator. Yeah. Habits also need a location and time. Mm. It, yeah, really, mm. they need a location and time. You need to go somewhere. So. I tried for a long time, right, to exercise on my own, right? Well, I cannot really. Like, I, I need to go to a place, have one mm-hmm. hour that I have to do it, and then, like, no choice. Like, or oh, here, the pool is very helpful. I have to mm-hmm. go down and do it. Yeah. yeah, so you need a location and time. Yeah. You see, for me, um, I think one of the habits that I've been doing is, like, journaling <laughs> on my Telegram. Mm-hmm. So if, any interesting thoughts or anything that spoke to me, I will kind of, like, keep a, keep a record of it. Mm. And that helps me to kind of like um, either sit on the thought more or like, yeah. Yeah, that is the secret to her genius <laughs> on the pulpit, guys. <laughs> oh my god. Like, wow, this girl has a data bank of like genius. <laughs> yeah, okay. And uh, then I yeah. think one thing I'm trying to do is to, um, I have created another channel like mm. to keep track of like, um, just ideas, I guess. Because like, what is the first few things to do I think about in the morning? Uh, I haven't really figured or set on like, should I journal what things I should be grateful about or what things that mm. crosses my mind, like ideas that crosses my mind and then and see where that... Then, mm. Mm. Yeah. And that's a tip, I think, for all of you who are listening in, right? Like, especially most Christians, right? You set a goal of like, I want to grow in my spiritual life this year. Like, design a habit and a system that works for you. Don't don't be like, oh, I don't know, lah. like try and be some hero and go like, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. and pray every day. That's your <laughs> habit. Like, if you are a night owl person, for example, like find the, 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 the yeah. system that works for yeah. you. Mm. Like, you know, one system I'm doing off your thought, right? The journaling thing. Is, I'm trying to journal actually this year. I don't think it's going to happen this year. Mm. Yeah, but, but um, people used to tell me, why, wow, you're a visionary and a leader, like lead pastor, like mm. you must jump out of a bit full of energy to like <laughs> chong for your vision early in the morning, you know. And 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 it just never worked that way for me. I never I don't wake up uh, 90% of the time like, yay, I'm like gonna build church today. <laughs> I don't. But I, I have noticed actually, yeah, and then the other thing they say is like, well, I don't roll around a bit and waste time, right? <laughs> but actually for me, I found recently, the last few years, actually the one hour when I wake up, because I tend to wake up automatically and then the one hour I spend in bed is not wasted time. Mm. Mm. It's actually time for my ideas to percolate. And what I find is when I jump out of bed and I rush downstairs mm. and then people start talking to me, mm. my whole day is in a flurry because I haven't consolidated the thoughts as a leader mm. that I want to accomplish. Mm. Yeah. So that works for me. Now, it's not an excuse for all the youth tuning in, right? For you to... <laughs> Roll around <laughs> for 14 hours. Oh and, then, and then like, like, like sabo your team and not turn yeah. up for meetings yeah. and stuff. Like that is, that's laziness. That is oh. not leadership. <laughs> yeah, right. 
<laughs> yeah, so I, I do feel like... <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Mm, Edwin's going to preach a sermon this year about that. Um, yeah, I think find a system that works for you. Find the best mm. time for your prayer. Find the best time for your habit. Find yeah. a system that works for you. Find what you're predisposed to do. Don't fight against the type of who God designed you to be. Yeah. 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 You see all the thought on habits, right? Do we actively build good habits and also like actively undo bad habits <laughs> like at the same time? Okay, I know the traditional answer last time. Mm. We even thought that in church is that, you know, it's that silly, what's the thing the catch phrase they like to throw around? Like it takes you a fort, like, uh, I don't know how long to undo a bad habit and four how... Four weeks. Eh? Eh? Like how how many weeks to build a habit yeah, and how many? Yeah. 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 So a new one that I listened to recently, like this up and coming uh, expert, a psychologist, he's writing about a new way of building habits, which is he doesn't think actually sometimes you should focus on trying to undo a bad habit. Mm. Instead, you should build a habit that takes you out of the old habit. No. And I find that to be a much more exciting endeavor. And he's used this technique as a psychologist to help addicts mm. break bad mm. habits. Mm. Yeah. So instead of focusing on what I'm not doing right, they go, mm. let me build a habit that's a better alternative that I want to mm. keep more than the old habit. Mm. Oh, yeah. mm. Okay, so this is a great place that we should land. Uh, maybe the last question for everyone is, what should we be... What are you looking forward to like this year? I think for me, um, one thing <laughs> I am looking forward to is um, to learn, like to experience and to grow mm. Mm. in like as a person. And then... Um, definitely looking forward to more joy in life, uh-huh. <laughs> mm. to being happier. And I think I really hope that it's the case also like for all our teams and everyone that's in our fam because like we want to work hard. We want to build something awesome this year, like continue to do what's awesome. Mm. But also mm. like really important thing is to, in the midst of hard work, to still enjoy the process, yeah. to have fun, to yeah. have yeah. a lot of joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to do it together with people who matters. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's super important. Oh, that's so good. Mm. How about for everyone? Yeah. Uh, for me, I think it's like once I find something and it feels kind of right, like, yeah, I le- have less doubts and just like be like super persistent at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm like kind of wanting to do this year. To not hesitate, is it? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> What think about me? Yeah. The boys. I think maybe this year, mm, looking forward to be a happy team. <laughs> are you okay? Yeah, people are going to think, right, when yeah. they're watching this online, <laughs> that we're a very unhappy team. Oh, happy sorry, sorry. team. We love uh, each other. Like, we're still uh, a happy team. Okay. Uh, 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 <laughs> no, but I guess because we're all... I mean, because last year we talked about joy in adversity, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think actually we kind of did that. We were stressed but also joyful. But then I think that made us realise how important joy is in our work, mm. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. We are a happy team. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Look at the carers. <laughs> we are a happy team. <laughs> no, we are a very happy team. I, I think we are an extremely happy team, I yeah. would say. Ho. We... We enjoy each other's company very, very much. We miss each other's company desperately yeah, during this year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yes, lest anyone misunderstand that we are not happy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, I think personally, I'm looking forward to 
the end of 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Already? Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn fast. Damn yeah, fast. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think basically, like, I think, of course, end of 2021. Uh, <laughs> like, 2020 and 2021 is, you know, I think, a defining year in terms of, like, trying something new, uh, uh, doing something that we had never done before. Especially, yeah. like, for youth who have a difficult period, like, taking their major examinations mm. um, and all that. Last year and this year, um, it's already a great change, like, very drastically different change. Mm. Yeah. And I think, like, Ultimately, at the end of 2021, I hope like everybody through like habit stacking and all that, that they come out um, more something that they've achieved over this period, like mm. opportunity to achieve something greater, mm. other than walking away like regret. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I think that's what I'm really looking forward to. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta build them more resilient, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to. This is gonna sound so philosophical. I'm actually really looking forward to the unknown. Which is very <laughs> not my personality. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm looking forward to, to the unknown. And especially in terms of our team. Having synergy to like bringing every, like all of us to the table and creating this adventure that we might not know where it's mm. going to end up. We know roughly actually what kind of church you want to build. But I'm looking forward to the unknown of what could possibly happen. Mm. Um, strangely enough, um, which is really not my personality, I don't think. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I like structure. Mm. Yeah, I like plans. But mm. I'm looking forward to the unknown. And, and I look forward to doing it with the team especially because we're a place where our team is pretty exciting. Mm. Yeah, we're pretty exciting. We're coming into our own and we are becoming who we are more. We're knowing what's important, the joy and the fun of it. And we love hard work and productivity. Mm. We love being tired together, frustrated together. Mm. And it's a very exciting place to be as a team. So I kind of look forward to where everything comes together and it becomes something Mm. completely unexpected and way better than I envisioned or prayed for or imagined. Mm. Yeah. And I hope our church starts to feel that way too. I hope that more people come to the team yeah. and feel mm. that way. Yeah. Because it's such an exciting space of life to be in. Mm. A very un-Singaporean <laughs> space to be in. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just an exciting place to be in. And uh, all the things that used to matter too much to me somehow doesn't matter as much anymore, mm. I feel. Yeah. 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 I think one of the hopes, like, we really want to see, like, our team, but also, like, more people yeah. on this team and to, like, yeah. Oh my god, I'm like, mainly I'm thinking to myself, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> People are always messy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, but I guess like we really, yeah, we really want to have more people like really just being a part of this space and, and like just experience yeah. the goodness of God and people mm. and life. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So I guess this is a good place to end, yes. right? So I'll be tuning in. Yes. Happy New Year. Year, we hope everybody. that you are excited about 2021. Not in a, yeah. not in a crazy way, but mm. but in a way that hey, you can discover something different, and it's yeah. okay for life to be both unknown and known. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So see you. We love yeah. you. We hope you had a good time. Yeah. Have a great 2021. Yay! Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
This is Uncommon Humanity by The Evolution. If you enjoyed this podcast, do us a solid by leaving us a review and sharing this with some friends. And if you really, really loved our content, become a fan or supporter by giving through theevolution.org or by emailing us at uch at theevolution.org for more info. 